Kathy Zaga, and I'm your host today for Pure Truth. I want to welcome you to our podcast and thank you for listening. And it's just me today. Susan and Laura are both still working on other projects, and I will let you know as soon as something changes for them. All right, so the title of today's episode is The Narrow Road versus The Wide Open Road. And our scripture for today is from Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 14. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. You know, I've heard that verse many times in my life, and it's just one of those verses that makes you pause, makes you just kind of think. And after reading this verse, it seems almost impossible to get into heaven. So we're going to talk about it today. What does it really mean? Is it really that hard to get into heaven? You know, what's the difference between the wide open road and the narrow path? And how does it affect each one of us? The New Testament is filled with information on what it means to be a true Christian or Christ follower. And Jesus talks about this subject a lot. The one thing that is very clear is that we must choose Jesus, right? We must choose him. Our salvation comes through him and he's the only way to heaven. He is the way. And when we follow him, he will show us what we need to do. So let's take a closer look at some scripture that will help us understand the narrow path versus the wide open road. Most people have heard John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This means the Son of God, Jesus, came and died for human beings, and belief in that reality will guarantee eternal life. But there is more from John chapter 3 that gives us understanding of the narrow path. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 21. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the science that you are doing if God were not with him. And Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Well, how can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, which is the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. 
For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. And this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly and what they have done has been done in the sight of God. So, here we have Nicodemus, a Pharisee who is one of the members of the Jewish ruling council, and he clearly knows that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And Nicodemus begins to question him. Jesus answers him by saying, No one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Well, Nicodemus is confused. He says, How can someone be born when they're old? Well, Jesus answers, No one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. It is here that the narrow path starts to become more clear, although Nicodemus still struggled to understand it. Jesus explains in verse 16 that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You know, God sent him to save mankind, meaning he is the way, the only way to heaven. Jesus says in verse 18 that whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned because they don't believe in God's one and only son. This is a powerful message. God loves us so much that he gave us his only son so that through Jesus, we, which is all of mankind, could have eternal life. And Jesus came into the world to save others, not condemn them. Scripture makes it clear that the narrow path is Jesus. Many people will seek other avenues to heaven, but the only road that leads to heaven is Christ through his sacrifice for mankind. Once you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you then must live it out. Choosing to accept Jesus is not a one and done. You can't continue to sin and live your life the way you used to. If you accept Christ, you have chosen the narrow path. There you have it. And yes, sometimes it's hard because the enemy will continue to tempt you to stay on the wide open road. And he has a whole arsenal of weapons at his disposal that he will use against you. So it's really important to learn all you can to stay on that narrow path. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. We need to seek God for revelation and wisdom so we may counter the enemy's attacks with God's word and his truth. The New Testament implores us to seek Christ throughout our lives. He is our example. We are to live like him and to live lives according to God's will and not our own. Paul talks about this in Ephesians chapter 4 verses 22 through 24. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Tulusma. I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Tulusma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on ElectroCast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. ElectroCast. When I accepted Christ 24 years ago, I knew I was different. I felt different. Something changed within me. 
and I am so grateful to God and Jesus for pulling me out of my former way of life. My heart changed. My mindset changed. My demeanor changed. My attitude changed. And that is just the beginning of the changes that took place within me. I was still very naive, and I had a lot to learn about the narrow path that I had chosen. And I messed up a lot along the way. I still mess up sometimes. But it doesn't take me long to get right back onto that narrow path that I chose over 24 years ago. So yes, God wants us to choose the narrow path. And He is so patient, so loving, so kind, and merciful with each one of us. Once you choose the narrow path, He doesn't leave you to figure it out for yourself. No, He helps you along the way. But you have to seek Him. This is why I talk about intimacy so much. It's so important. He desires a relationship with you. He loves it when we talk to Him and ask Him about silly things. And He will answer us when we ask Him about the hard things too. The time you spend with the Lord helps you to grow in your faith. But there is so much more happening that you don't realize. You are learning to do things differently, to think differently. The Holy Spirit is teaching you new things. He is helping you do away with your old stinking thinking. And we're all guilty of it. You are learning God's truth about the way life should be lived. You are gaining wisdom beyond your understanding. That's who our God is. He wants to teach you. Choosing the narrow path means you are diving deep into your personal relationship with the Lord, and there are only blessings that come from that. The wide open road is the one that we see many people on. It is the road that leads to destruction and death. It is a road full of temporary pleasures. It may bring fleeting moments of happiness and peace, but it doesn't last for long. It's a road full of selfishness, hurt, pain, anger, fear, frustration, bitterness, lack, sickness, suffering, and so much more. And all of it leads to eternal death. I know this road well. I traveled it for many years. I know the pain and the hurt that comes from it. It's a road full of half-truths and lies. It seems like things will get better, and they might for a little while, but it all comes crashing down over and over again. This wide-open road is loud, proud, full of the kind of fun that brings all kinds of sin into your life. It binds you in chains that are hard to break away from. It causes division in your relationships, your family, and your friends. It causes division in our cities, counties, states, country, United States right now, and the entire world. It takes away our freedom, and most of the time we don't even realize it. It causes harm to you and your family and your future children. It brings curses on you and your family that will affect future generations, and they will have a hard time understanding what happened because you will be long gone from this world. The wide open road is the opposite of peace and freedom. It is full of turmoil and bondage. If people knew what they were choosing, they would stay far, far away from it. If they knew the harm it caused, they wouldn't travel down that long, wide open road. It's the enemy that coaxes us onto that road. He wants us to fail. He wants us to be miserable. He doesn't want any of us to spend eternity with God because the enemy knows it grieves God when we are apart from him. We choose this road because we don't understand the things we don't know. If we did truly know and understand where this world leads us, then we would absolutely never go down it. Jesus is the way. He is the only way. He is on the narrow path. He is the way to the Father. He is the way of life and the way to salvation. 
While Jesus was here on earth, he showed us the way. He showed us what it will take to go down the narrow path. If we want to follow him, then we are to walk as he walked. We are to follow in his footsteps, living as he lived. And I found an article on activechristianity.org. I want to read some of it because it's really good. It says we don't find the narrow path because we are exceptionally good people or by doing something that makes us deserving of finding it. We find it because God, in his love and mercy, puts a desire for the good in our hearts and draws us in the right direction. Philippians chapter 3, verses 7-8, through 8, it says, But what things were gained to me, these I have counted lost for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ. It means we have to leave behind everything that God points out to us that will hinder us from walking on this way. Our own reasonings and ideas, our belief in our own abilities, oh, that's a tough one, relationships that hold us back, status, honor, and pride. Those have to be counted as lost and rubbish and left outside the gate. There is no room for them on the narrow path. If we can get our eyes open to see, as Paul saw, the value of what it is to gain Christ, then we can see how it is possible to count everything else as lost. Now that we've entered the narrow way, it's time to walk on it. We have to be doers and not hearers only. And there's a scripture I want to reference there. James chapter 1, verse 22. It says, Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. The narrow way is a way of action. It's a way that goes through the flesh. And here's another scripture. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7 says, Then I said, Behold, I have come in the volume of the book it is written of me, to do your will, O God. Here, Jesus shows us how he walked when he was on earth, the way that we are to follow. In other words, to walk on the narrow way means that we give up our own will entirely, our own thoughts about how our life should be, and our own desires. And this is because that God knows better than we do, right? It means that we must overcome sin in the flesh, these things that are so natural to us in order to do God's will. This includes things like laziness, self-seeking, greed, resentment, pride, etc. When we do this, we begin to understand what true freedom is. We are not bound to any sin. It doesn't control our every thought, our every move, and our every decision. Now we can see why it is called the narrow way or the narrow path. There are few who are willing to actually walk this narrow path because to give up our own will actually causes us suffering. Yet to walk on the narrow way is not a heavy life. Amen. There is actually great freedom on the narrow way. Freedom from being bound to commit sin when we are tempted. Freedom from the torment of the enemy. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 1-2 through two. Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lust of men, but for the will of God. So what is the result of walking on this narrow path? Well, here we go. Philippians 3.10 says, That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. We get to know Jesus as our personal friend and brother. And not only that we know him, but that we can rest in the assurance that when our time on earth is over and we go into eternity, he will know us. Everything that happens to us can work together for good. 
Everything we experience that causes our flesh to react and tempt us to sin is an opportunity to overcome it to a greater degree and become more and more free. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1, For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. And as this sinful nature is shed, the virtues of Christ, the fruits of the Spirit, they grow. This is God's purpose for us, that we are transformed and conformed to the image of Christ. Romans chapter 8, verses 28-29 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. The way, or the narrow path, is the life that Jesus lived. If we follow Him on it, and live a life of doing God's will instead of our own, then we enter the kingdom of heaven and get to meet him face to face. We will be like him and see him as he is. Here's another scripture. 1 John chapter 3, verses 2-3. through 3. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves, just as he is pure. The narrow path may seem difficult to find, but it is definitely the better choice. Once you have found Jesus, you have found the narrow path. He is your Savior, your friend, your brother, your family. He is everything you will ever need. He will guide you down that narrow path, and He will never leave you. He will comfort you, discipline you, teach you, and guide you. You will grow to be a better person, and your faith will also grow. And the people around you will notice the differences in you. The changes are because you have chosen the narrow path. You have chosen Jesus, and he will never fail you. And I want to read a word that the Lord gave me recently in reference to this episode. And I received this word on November the 21st of 2023. As I was praying and worshiping the Lord this morning, I felt his presence surround me. And I wrote down my thoughts, so I'm going to share those with you as well. I wanted to understand why the narrow path is so hard to get to. The wide open road is familiar. Everyone else seems to be on this one. Yet I have always felt this tugging to veer off the wide open road and step onto that narrow path. I resisted many times, but I finally got to a point in my life that I knew I had to make a choice. God or this world? I know that this world is temporary. And after many years of going back and forth, I finally said yes to him. And it was the best decision I've ever made, for he set me free in ways that I will forever be grateful for. So when I felt the Lord's presence surround me, I asked him, why? Why is the narrow path so hard to get to when clearly it's the better choice, Lord? And he answered, because your enemy, the deceiver, tells you the wide open road is better, more fun, easier to maneuver through. Wow. What my children fail to understand is the pleasures the enemy offers are always temporary. He doesn't tell you this wide-open road will lead you to destruction and death. He doesn't want you to know when you choose the wide-open road that so many others are on means heartaches and heartbreaks. He doesn't want you to know it means suffering and failure over and over again. He doesn't want you to know it means eternity in hell. And he definitely doesn't want you to know where the narrow path leads. He works tirelessly to keep you away from the narrow path that leads to me. For the narrow path leads to victory and life instead of death. The narrow path leads to joy unspeakable and blessings beyond anything you could ever imagine. 
There is strength that comes with choosing the right path. Your eyes will open to see what the enemy has been doing, and you will want nothing to do with evil. There is freedom that comes when choosing the narrow path, for the chains that have held you in bondage for so long will be ripped off, and you will no longer be held down. You will be free. Wow. There are so many that choose the wide open road, and few that choose the narrow path. This is because my truth is kept from my children. It will not be this way for much longer, for I am coming to show my children what the enemy has been doing. They will know the truth, and the truth will set them free. The narrow path may seem unfamiliar to you, but I will be with you every step of the way. I will guide you, I will teach you, and I will bless you. In the coming days, when all the enemy has been doing is revealed, many of my children will be shocked, and they will have to make a choice. Choose the narrow path that leads to eternal life, or stay on the wide open road that leads to destruction and death. For my children that do know me, I will continue to pour out my wisdom, my love, and my blessings. I will need you to help the ones that choose me in the coming days, for many changes are coming. Show them the narrow path. Speak to them about your experiences with me. Teach them. Love them as I love you. I will be with you, all of you. Good things are coming. Choose the narrow path, for I am there waiting, and I am so excited to see you. Oof. Thank you, Lord. He has wisdom beyond our understanding, and He knows what is best for each one of us. He can see what's before us. He knows the obstacles that we're going to face. He knows the sacrifices we will have to make in choosing the narrow path. He knows we may lose relationships with some of our family members or friends. He understands it all too well, for he lived here on earth over 2,000 years ago. He experienced many of those same things. But he also knows what we will gain by choosing the narrow path. He knows the blessings and the treasures that we will have because we chose him. And that is where our focus, our trust, and our faith should always be. Always and forever on Jesus. Because he knows you like no one else here on earth does. And he only wants what is best for you. The wide open road leads to bondage instead of freedom. It leads to death instead of life. The narrow path leads you to heaven where you will spend eternity with Jesus and you will never have to suffer again. And I want to close with a poem written by Robert Frost. It is called The Road Not Taken. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood and sorry I could not travel both. And be one traveler long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that the passing there had warned them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay, and leaves no step had trod in black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence, Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Choosing the narrow path will make all the difference in your life, and Jesus will always be there to guide you because he loves you. All right, guys, it's time to close. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on the narrow road versus the wide open road, and I ask that you please join me next week. 
And I'm going to close with this scripture from John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Today's episode was edited by Caitlin Beck. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for all that you do for us. And I mentioned a few links earlier, so I'll put those links in the notes section of this episode. Before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews that we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. And also, please subscribe. We would appreciate it very much. Thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. We would love to hear from you, so please email us at puretruthpodcast3, that's the number three, at gmail.com. And please visit our websites. Mine is kathyzaka.com. Laura's website is laurapotter.us. And Susan's website is susanoffen.com. We hope you'll join us next time. And remember, live thirsty. Thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And may his face shine upon you and give you his peace. Until next time, your favorite podcaster, Kathy. Are you a fan of classic cinema or a young person who wants to discover the best films of all time? Do these legendary movies still hold up? On the Generation Film Podcast, two guys who grew up when movies dominated the culture share a great film with a panel of young movie lovers and see how it plays for today's generation. We discuss changes in storytelling styles, representation, and the making of each film, its initial reception, and how its meaning has changed over the years. Join us as we explore cinema classics across generations on Generation Film. Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electricast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electricast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electricast Podcasts and... Hear the culture. Electric acid.